0: Hey there, podcast fam. Are you a special education teacher looking to bring more engagement into your classroom without drowning in all of the prep work? I've got something incredible to share with you. Introducing the Teach Task Box Inspire membership. Imagine having five beautifully crafted task boxes delivered right to your inbox every month, covering everything from social studies to life skills. And the best part no more late night prepping. Let's bring the fun back into teaching. But wait, there's another option. How about getting those same task boxes delivered right to your front door? Imagine having a fun package to open every single month. That's right, I'm saving you time by printing, laminating, and velcroing everything already for you. You don't have to lift a finger. Plus, you get access to the digital files as well. Get ready for vibrant, durable materials and the flexibility to choose your grade band. K235 or vocational life skills don't miss out elevate your teaching experience with a teach taskbox inspire membership head to chalkboardsuperhero.com/membership right now let's make teaching fun again hey special educators welcome to teach taskbox inspire the podcast dedicated to making your job as a special education teacher easier by making your instruction more fun for you and your students Inside each episode, you'll learn how to get the most use out of your task boxes in the classroom. I'm your host, Lisa Holliday from Chalkboard Superhero, a veteran special education teacher passionate about empowering you with purposeful teaching strategies, helpful tips and tricks, and other classroom management tools that will help you thrive in your role. Let's get started with today's episode. Hey there, special educators, and welcome back to another episode of Teach, Taskbox Box, Inspire. I'm your host, Lisa Holiday, and today I want to talk about reinforcement. I know that reinforcement sounds like such a basic topic, and you might be tempted to go on to another episode, but please stay with me. It isn't just as simple as giving a student something as a reward. There are so many more ways to make it more effective and also ways to not keep our students so dependent on it. Eventually we wanna fade it, right? Reinforcement is the basis to a lot of our classroom interventions, whether it's behavioral or instructional. So let's dive right in. What exactly is reinforcement? A reinforcer can include anything that strengthens or increases a behavior such as tangible rewards, in a classroom setting, for example, types of reinforcers might include things like praise, getting out of unwanted work, a token system, candy, extra playtime, spending time with fun adults. Most individuals or typically developing students are able to effectively communicate the things that they want and like, as well as what they find reinforcing when completing daily activities. However, students with special needs, especially students on the autism spectrum, often face significant challenges in expressive language, and teachers may find it difficult to determine what to use as reinforcers. Some students may even be perceived as simply not motivated by anything, which often is not a true statement. The challenge is finding out what is reinforcing to each student. While this can seem like a daunting task, the use of a tool called a reinforcement assessment can guide a teacher in identifying and using reinforcers in the classroom. You have to make sure that you find a reinforcer that's going to make sure that the behavior increases or whatever the goal is increases. For example, If I got a new job and the employer wanted to pay me all in gummy bears instead of money, I'm not going to want to do that work. That would not be my reinforcer. There are plenty of students who will work for a token, but maybe not a goldfish. You have to find the reinforcer that works for that student. And most people are going to have a different reinforcer. So there are two kinds of reinforcement. There's a negative and positive reinforcement, and I won't go into too much detail, but a positive reinforcement involves presenting a rewarding stimulus, kind of like a gummy bear to reinforce that behavior. While negative reinforcement really is removing that stimulus, you know, any adversive stimuli that they don't like. For example, like a math worksheet to achieve the same effect. For example, Maybe you had a student who just completed his math assignment and you're like, great, and then you take all the materials away immediately. Now, you remove that aversion and this might be the right negative reinforcement for that child. That might be what he wants. Having the work removed might get the student to do more work in the future. So on the other hand, with positive reinforcement, you might have a student who finishes that same math worksheet and needs to be immediately given a golden sticker. Do you understand the difference? So positive and negative are different, but I want to be clear that a negative reinforcement is not a punishment. It doesn't have bad connotations to it. It just means that you're taking something away. It's really important to recognize that all students will not be reinforced by the same things you have to know what works for your students. I do have a great reinforcement survey or preference assessment that you can use. I will put that in the show notes for you guys to grab later, but you can also go ahead and ask other teachers or the family to try and narrow down what works for that student. You have to keep in mind that if you finally settle on one thing that you wanna use and start practicing with it, if it doesn't make that behavior that you want to see increase then this is not going to be a reinforcer you have to choose something else for example if i have a student and i am giving him token stars and you're like yep he's gonna work for these stars but you don't see what you want to see increase say you really want him to do all of his work and you don't see that increase then that is not a good reinforcer for that student but say that same student really loves SpongeBob and loves watching, you know, 10 minutes of that. If you use that as a reinforcer, you will start to see him do the work. And that is a well-chosen reinforcer. I also want to note that you always want to pair yourself with these items or events as well. So you always want to give that child praise or a high five or even a token we always wanna associate it with something that doesn't take forever to reinforce a child. For example, going back to that SpongeBob video, you don't want them to always be having to watch a 10-minute episode of SpongeBob. So this might be somewhere you start, but we wanna eventually pair it with tokens or praise or whatever, so that we can gradually fade out that 10-minute video. I do have token boards that I'm going to link in the show notes that you can use as well. I use them all of the time and there's tons of options to choose from. It's also important to note that there is a reinforcer hierarchy. We want to make sure that we are varying up the reinforcers so that they don't get old. So maybe you have a student who likes edible reinforcers. I like to use this like plastic tool divider thing from Home Depot. I add a bunch of edibles to that so that the student can have choice for what they want to work for. Or maybe you have a toy that makes noises for the child, that's the reinforcer. Maybe you have three or four of these that you can rotate through so that the student doesn't get bored of them. Sometimes the way you present the reinforcers is just reinforcing itself, sort of like having a surprise. So maybe you have a list of reinforcers the student uses and you put it in a container that they can't see in. And it's a surprise at the end. When you do the work, you get the surprise and they get to open that box. Or maybe it's in your pocket and you're like, you get whatever's in my pocket as soon as you're done with the work and you give them that surprise. And that's also pairing yourself with that reinforcer. And using yourself as part of that reinforcer is really great to do and easy to kind of fade those reinforcers because you're including yourself. For example, like bubbles. If your student really likes blowing bubbles, but you're the person blowing all of the bubbles, it's really easy to do the reinforcing and having you pair yourself with that. I also want you to make sure that you're not oversatiating the reinforcer For example, if Johnny works for pretzels, but we just had snack and he already had a heaping pile of pretzels, Johnny is likely not going to want to work for a pretzel right now. He already just had a ton. So making sure that we're not overusing the reinforcer throughout the school day is going to be key as well. And when you guys are using these reinforcers, it's also important to know that you have to use behavior-specific praise or language. You don't want to reinforce a student for just sitting in their chair. For example, if they're supposed to do half the math problems, but he keeps getting the reinforcer after the block is done, regardless of doing any work, then we run the risk of him never completing work at all. We want to make sure that we're using that behavior-specific change. So instead of just saying, oh, yep, block's done, here's your reinforcer, you say, Great sitting in your chair. Here's your reinforcer or here's your token. You want to be very specific with what you're saying. We also want to make sure that we are individualizing these reinforcers. Most of the time, every student in the classroom will be using different reinforcers, and that is okay. Everyone has something different that they want to work for, and that's okay. You want to make sure that you're doing this regularly, consistently, very frequently, especially if you're starting a new skill, and you have to make sure that you are training your paraprofessionals to do that as well. Because if you don't train your staff on how to use reinforcements properly, this isn't going to work. You are going to fail at using these and become totally stressed out like I often do. We need to be using powerful reinforcers. And we want to reinforce the behaviors after every single one. And over time, we want to make sure that we're spreading those out. Because I'm pretty sure that anyone that goes to a job or what have you, let's say you work at the grocery store, if your boss is not coming over you constantly saying, oh, good job stocking the shelves! great job sweeping up that dirt pile, great job mopping the floors, great job arranging all of the fruits and vegetables, they're not doing that. You are not getting constantly praised all of the time, right? We want our students to get there too. So once we see those behaviors increase, we can start spreading out those reinforcers let's say, for example, the student is working for goldfish. Every problem they get right, they get a goldfish. Once we see them doing this over a period of time, we can spread those out. We can even introduce a token board. So maybe they get three tokens before they get that goldfish. So Johnny does problem number one, two, three, then he gets the goldfish. And he's still so excited and very reinforced for that. Then maybe you increase the tokens to five. Johnny has to now do problems one, two, three, four, and five before ever getting that goldfish at the end. And you can even increase it up to 10. We still want to do praises. We still want to do those high fives or whatever. We want to pair ourselves with that reinforcer. But eventually you want to fade those token boards out and hopefully the high five is reinforcing enough for them to move on to the next problem you want to make sure that you are spreading them out either by problem or by time it could be every other problem you're giving in that goldfish if you don't want to start using a token board You can say, okay, now do two problems and you get your goldfish. Now do three problems and maybe that's where they are. You can also do this over time. So you can say every 15 minutes of work, the student gets that goldfish or whatever it is that they're doing. On another episode, I am going to go over some commonly used reinforcer suggestions that I've been using in the classrooms to help you guys out. Maybe you're lost on what to give them. Maybe you have students who you've tried everything with. And I just want to give some suggestions on what you could be using for your students in the classroom. Well, I hope that gives you some ideas to think about. And don't forget about the resources that I put in the show notes. There you have it. An in-depth exploration of reinforcement in special education classrooms. As we conclude today's episode, remember that reinforcement is a powerful tool for creating positive learning experiences, and empowering students. That's all I have for you today. Thanks for listening. Until next time, bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Teach, Taskbox Inspire. Inspired. I hope you've gained some tips and motivation to fuel your week ahead. If you're ready to explore more strategies for empowering your students as independent learners, be sure to dive into my free training at chalkboardsuperhero.com slash training. And don't keep all this knowledge to yourself. Share this episode with your special education teacher friends who could use some motivation and inspiration. One more thing before you go. If you're finding this podcast helpful and want to show support, head to Apple Podcasts and leave your rating and review. Until next time, keep teaching, task boxing, and inspiring.